This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Welcome to the Arrowhead Attic Podcast. Please welcome your hosts, Matt Connor and Sterling Holmes. Welcome back to another edition of the Arrowhead Attic Podcast with Sterling Holmes and Matt Connor. I am Sterling Holmes. Matt Connor, how you doing, bud? Uh, I'm good, man. I am. I uh, I just dropped off my wife and my son at the airport. I have a full week of bachelor life Ooh. ahead of me this week. I came home. I sat down to watch a Beastie Boys documentary. How are you doing? I'm doing better than Frank Clark. I, I'm doing better than Frank Clark. We, <laughs> I, I I wanted to hold this off, but like I'm just sitting here bursting like a, like a little kid, you know, who knows a secret. Like I know a secret. I'm like. Ugh! I can't say anything. I last a whole uh, 37 seconds and then uh, and go, okay, Frank Clark, Frank Clark. Frank. So, all right. Frank Clark, the shark. Um, hopefully Frank. when you drove to the airport, you didn't get pulled over with what Frank Clark got pulled over with. Matt, <laughs> give, a, give us a scoop, pal. But, okay. For those of you who are tuning in and going, what's going on with Frank? Let me just read verbatim the TMZ report. It's not long. It says Frank Clark was arrested on Sunday after cops say he had an Uzi. I just want to highlight almost every noun in this whole report, right? <laughs> he had an Uzi in his Lambo SUV. That's not the Lambo leap. That's I, I'm assuming that's a Lamborghini sport utility vehicle, which we'll discuss <laughs> law enforcement sources. Tell us Clark was pulled over for, a routine traffic stop Sunday evening in Los Angeles. Insert whatever you think there about routine traffic stops. And anyway, when cops say they noticed an open duffel bag in his ride, which we all have those, I've got all kinds of things (laughs) inside my duffel. Anyway, uh, sources say officers saw the gun inside the bag and arrested the 28 year old for felony, illegal possession of a firearm. And it said he's still behind bars in the area. Look, real fast, real fast. Tyler Palco, Tyler Palco was also arrested this weekend on a DUI. He was arrested after midnight and was out on bond by 5 a.m. Five hours later, Tyler Palco for a DUI. Big Frank the Shark still sitting in jail in California. What, like, what's happening with his Lambo? What's Azuzi doing right now? What? Well, 
I what do you make of any part of this, my friend? The first thing is I think the cops are saying, why spend all that money on a Lamborghini SUV? Just buy a Toyota RAV4. Like, save some money, Frank. It's an SUV. Like <laughs> Lamborghini, like, that's, I, yeah, I don't know. You yeah, know like, someone's rolling when, when I'm like, I didn't even know that existed. Did you? The dealer was like, wait, you, you sure you want this? Like, are you... <laughs> Like, why, man? Like, why do you want this? No, but for, there's so many things. Like, was the Uzi just s- sticking out of the duffel bag? Like, why did the cops be like, you know what? Well, let's go. Let's go ahead and check this bad boy. Because, like, I have a basketball bag in the back of my car. I, if they looked in mine, they'll find an air pump, a pair of old shoes, probably, like, some dirty socks. I don't know. But definitely not an Uzi. But they probably wouldn't look through it anyways. So I don't know why. Was he just like, okay, guys, pull me over. Just don't look in that. Just don't look in that duffel bag. Whatever you do, don't look there. The whole thing seems a little weird. Yeah. There's reports I've heard saying that maybe it's not even his gun, which somehow makes this story even weirder. The end of the day, though, this is a terrible look for Frank Clark, who's in a contract year. Chiefs fans are already not super happy with him, and he starts this off. Yikes! Big yikes, Frank Clark. I want to. I want to tap the brakes because I think you know there's so many he elements probably didn't here. Tap the brakes is probably why he got pulled over. <laughs> I, you know, like I, I remember I, I got pulled over last summer on a road trip driving north. Uh, with some friends and I remember like this drug sniffing dog ends up like they said, Hey, our dog smells something in your car. And like, I'm with like the most Amish friends I even know at all. (laughs) We're all just like hanging in the car, but they're pulling over cars on the way to this like Midwestern music festival called electric forest, where I guess they assumed we were all going to go to like, you know, get trippy and, and whatever it's called electric forest of course (laughs) right 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 everything's wrapped up in the name there and i guess what they thought we were going there and and we weren't but the but they uh, so like i mean there's even like warning bells for me going off here like we don't even know the details of being pulled over and it was there something unfair there toward frank in this quote routine traffic stop we don't know whose gun we don't know what's going on like like i mean there's just there's no way of knowing any level of fault or or anything here that I'm a little reticent to say this is bad for this thing or this is a you know this is bad for the Chiefs or this is bad for Frank or this is like I guess I'm hesitant of all that because of what we've seen in the past with like Tyreek and the drama and then and then later on we learn the nuances the details uh, the salacious gossip that that gets turned into fact really quickly, right? But um, let's let's I don't, at the very least, though, does this create a little bit of a burn at a position that was already? I mean, it's I mean, you know, it's it's not like Frank has been the cornerstone that he's been paid to be so far. He's been a a solid performer, pass rusher, and. I think every year we hope that big Frank's going to show up in the shark sort of way, the $20 million sort of way. Does this cast further shadow on maybe that side too? Or do you feel like if, like if Frank was more productive, would be, would we be feeling better about this 
does this compound in some way for you, Sterling? Well, first, I'm 100% with you. Let's not jump to conclusions. I'm not blaming Frank Clark. We don't know the full story. I still think, end of the day, this is bad for him. Even when guys who get proven it wasn't their fault, they're innocent, this still hangs over them. Like you're telling me this isn't going to hang over in contract negotiations or decisions to bring him back. Like this 100, DeAndre Baker got proven that wasn't a thing. He got cut before the facts even came. Like this happens. The NFL teams will use this as as leverage. Two, you're right. I, I mean, is Tim Ward your guy? Like, <laughs> right, right. The, the whole thing and his comments going back, I think it was a week ago, maybe two, when he was like, yeah, teams were double teaming us talking about him and Chris Jones. No, teams were double teaming Chris Jones. It's like <laughs> me saying, hey, Michael, let's take these guys. We win. So, yeah, look what, look what we did. He put up 33 points. I put up zero. <laughs> but I said we did this. Like, <laughs> Frank Clark, the whole – time in Kansas City has been mostly downs. The only up was him in the playoffs. That The year they won the Super Bowl, he was a major factor. So you can't say it was a poor decision because he was a major factor in the Chiefs winning a Super Bowl, especially in the playoffs. His regular season success, though, has left much to be desired. He's Good way to put it. been stuck with the bubble guts. You know, he's obviously not been able to figure out his... Mm. Eating routine, I don't know exactly what causes it, but something with his stomach has obviously not been right his tenure here. And while the team has tried to say, oh, well, he he sets the run, he sets the edge, he's good against the run, you don't pay a dude $20 million to set the edge. And if you look at advanced analytics, he hasn't really done that great. So mm. just to me, this is not good for Frank Clark. I don't know what's going to come of this, so I'm not going to jump on him and say, oh my gosh, he's to blame, he's to blame. But at the same time, does it matter that much? This will be used against him in contract negotiations. We've seen it time and time again. This is not a good look for Frank Clark. I think this reflects poorly on all of us who have Uzis in our duffel bags in the back seat. I mean, I don't know about you. If he does not come out you. to Lil Uzi Vert, like if, <laughs> if he doesn't have like a song that like on like TikTok. <laughs> then I don't know what's, I don't know. (laughs) I'm just still over the fact, I'm still not over the fact that Lamborghini makes a sport utility vehicle. I mean, that's just, uh, I don't know. Maybe I need to get a Kia high-end sports car. Maybe that exists too. Maybe there's like a, a, I, I don't know, a Ford Focus flash. I don't know what I'm saying. I, I, like, I just think this is so silly overall. I, I know we're jumping the gun here. I get it. We're, we're, we're jumping the shark. Like, we are doing this because Frank Clark, the shark, we're, we're jumping the shark. I yeah. love it. I love um, it. If for some reason, again, this is a huge down the road. This is a big ass if. Okay. If for, for some it. reason he gets suspended, it comes out that, you know, this was illegal. They suspend him four games. Does this put more pressure on Kansas City to have to go out bring in a veteran guy like a Justin Houston, a Melvin Ingram, a veteran D-end, does this put even more pressure on Kansas City? Yeah, I mean, how how do you not? 
look, I mean, you know, everyone's been fawning over the last week. Like Chris Jones said, like he's up for the task or he's, you know, he's bait. Like Jones is basically saying finally about being able to play defensive end. And everyone's like, Oh good. That solves that problem. But, and I know that the chiefs added Jaron Reed in the middle, but they added Jaron Reed. They didn't add Chris Jones in the middle. So I like one thing I haven't heard enough of is guess what the middle's not going to be anymore. The middle's not going to be as disruptive as it was before. And Joe, like CJ's going to be on a learning curve outside now uh, and maybe sliding inside. So we've got this excellent piece sliding back and forth and learning a little bit on the fly while he hopefully still dominates. Now you got another guy being paid 20 million who faces some level of questioning right now. And it's June. There's details to come and a lot of time to iron out these wrinkles. But like beyond those two guys, this team's got nothing but questions at that position, right? I I, I don't know how you don't bring in someone. Yeah, 100% with you because they do have a lot of depth in the middle. And I understand Chris Jones. I think personally, this is Chris Jones saying, I want to play outside because one, he knows where the money's at. He knows where the money is. You get paid more as a DN typically than you do as a defensive tackle. They typically get more sacks because they're not getting double teamed, triple teamed as much. You have you're going against one guy. He's going to be bigger, stronger than most tackles, while the guards they can kind of bunch in on side and, and get to him. So I understand where Chris Jones is coming from. My issue with this though is you're taking away a guy who's the second best at his position. Sorry, guys. Aaron Donald's the best. I'm not going to do that, but I do think Chris <laughs> Jones is second best. Yeah. And moving him to D end, is he going to be top five, top, top 10, top five? Like, I don't want to take away what he is best at for something that he is very good at. To me, the quickest way to get to the quarterback is up the middle. We've seen the biggest way to disrupt is have a guy like an Aaron Donald, a Chris Jones, DeForest Buckner in the middle. I have a lot of questions about this. Yeah, I'm I yeah. I I already had questions about moving CJ around too much. Although although certainly let me say this. I erred on the side of trusting the Chiefs coaches 100%. Like, with that move. And I know you do too. I'm like this is a team going to the Super Bowl if if things fall the way they're supposed to or should. So, you know, in in some ways, you know, we're talking about very talented people doing very talented things. Let's not like mince words here, but uh, yeah, at the same time, if this Super Bowl contender has some concerns, pass rusher was cer- or edge rusher was certainly one of them, and that's before Uzi and Maduffel is the <laughs> new, uh, you know, is the new excuse or is the new reason for for concern. So I, I don't I don't know what's going to happen to Frank. I hope nothing happens to Frank. I hope there are details here that explain some of this away enough that that's not a concern, but Frank has been a concern about in other ways for a lot of chiefs kingdom and adding this to the pile. Does that reputation and, and those concerns, like it does nothing to alleviate that. It only amplifies them going into a season where a lot of fans are like, dude, are you ever going to put up at the level that $20 million is worth it? Or, or what's going to happen here? Yeah, I, I think the twenty million thing right now—it's a sunk cost. It's one of those things where you have to say it happened. He's paid it, and whatever he does, he does. 
We can't just keep sitting here, in my opinion, saying, all right, well, now Frank Clark is going to all of a sudden be worth $20 million. I don't think he's ever going to be worth $20 million, but you do have to look back and say the Super Bowl, it was there. You know, at some point, I think we've maybe harped too much on the money. We've harped too much on what he hasn't done, and that can be a very dangerous game. I do want to throw something out, and part of it does have to do with Chris Jones. They're, they're saying he's going to play you know, on the edge. He's going to play inside. He's going to be versatile. Well, Kansas City does, and especially likes to, have a very versatile defense. Camouflage has a lot of things. How many times do we see Legarius Sneed come on a on a blitz? Yeah. As a cornerback. I mean, yeah. how many times do we just let Tyron Matthew just be like, all right, do your thing. Do whatever you want. Have fun with it. Maybe this is a, just a, a, a amorphous blob. I don't know what you want to call it because he already kind of <laughs> has a 4-2-5. Maybe they just do something different that we haven't seen much of. And it's not necessarily Chris Jones playing a specific, oh, he's a DN now. We're just going to see more of a, you're a playmaker, go ahead, be a playmaker. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I hope so. I, the Chiefs obviously feel good about their defensive line. Um, and so maybe a June headline of Frank Clark has an Uzi in a duffel in California where that's not good isn't that big of a deal across the whole season for that whole defensive front. Like maybe we don't need to make a deal about this and, and, and maybe you're right. I will say this though. We've talked about sunk costs and that, and that this and that and the other before Anthony Hitchens is an example. However, of a guy who was paid a lot of money up front to play pretty subpar football on the front end of that deal this year and last year too. Hitchens is, I, I think Anthony Hitchens is currently providing production at his current market value. And so I'd love to see Frank grow in that same kind of way to be that $20 million guy. That I guess that's why I bring it up because I'm, I'm still hopeful. I'm still hopeful that it won't be like a Sammy Watkins where, oh yeah, we paid the money, we won, and and now we got to live with the deal. I'm still kind of hoping he he lives up to it. But well, I mean, at the end of the day, Frank Clark seemingly has the want to. Like he always says the right thing. He always seems to have the mindset. He's not a guy who looks like he's going through the motions. It just kind of looks like he lost a step, or just it kind of looks like he just doesn't have it. You know, again, sometimes that happens. It seems pretty young for that to happen. And sometimes you're just sitting there going, do something else. Use a different move. You try to run straight around or a tackle. Hey, pal, we've tried that a hundred times. 101 may not be it. So maybe getting in the, getting back in the lab could help him out. I like it. I like it. I am hopeful even still for the presence of Jaron Reed there, Taco Charlton, some old college teammates. Maybe there's a spark there. Maybe Michigan United power. I don't know how that works, you know, whatever. But uh, anyway, uh, we'll be right back after the break with a little bit more for the Arrowhead Attic podcast. You're listening to the welcome back to the Arrowhead Attic podcast. My name is Matt Connor. I'm a Sterling Holmes. It's relatively quiet unless you have an Uzi these days in chief's kingdom and given sort of the peaceful waters, I, I feel like almost, you know, when you're on a boat, you're fishing, you're not catching anything. If that's me, I never catch anything. 
but you're just sitting there, you're enjoying the peace and quiet. And you start to think back like, Hmm, this has been a nice season of our life. I guess since it's uh, fairly quiet other than big Frank, it makes me curious as we're sitting in our hypothetical fishing boat and reflecting back Sterling, do you have a favorite move of this off season for the chiefs? Okay, the obvious one's Orlando Brown Jr. That's the obvious one that I think, I don't know, 75% of Chiefs Kingdom's going to point to. So, in the in the sake of being like, okay, we can all agree that was it, that's the move. I want to do another one. And that's going to be drafting Nick Bolton in the second round. I, I love the Nick Bolton draft pick. I get it. I am a Mizzou alum, so maybe I have some little bit of bonus ties to this, but I think part of it is because I watched every single one of his games. I know what he can bring and what he provides, and it's exactly what Kansas City needs. I've talked about it before. He's not the most athletic guy. Like Willie Gay Jr., that is just pure, raw athleticism. But what what Nick Bolton brings is, one, good in coverage, Two, a phenomenal tackler. I mean, he when you watch Mizzou games, like it was like every single play was like Nick Bolton on the tackle. You're like, oh, okay, yeah, sure. And then I think three, his IQ. Like his yeah. IQ is what Kennedy looks for. If you think Anthony Hitchens is, I mean, we all know Hitchens is gone after this year. Well, someone has to step up, be the guy in the middle who's calling the plays, putting guys in the right position. Nick Bolton is that guy. This to me it should be a seamless transition, but you 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 keep the IQ and bring in more talent. I love the Nick Bolton signing or the Nick Bolton draft pick. Yeah, that, that, um, yeah, that's good, and and you're certainly not alone on that one. Plenty of people certainly love Bolton, and you know the Chiefs love Bolton. They made him their first overall pick in the whole draft, right? Uh, I think my favorite move is uh, I, I feels I feel like Captain Obvious here, but I love Joe Tooney. I love him so much. Left guard has just been, I think we've talked about this before, the revolving door of left guard. I just get so tired of, I mean, I was glad that Nick Allegretti like stepped up last year. We've had like Andrew Wiley, Brian Witzman, Mike McGlynn. Um, That's made up. These are made up names. <laughs> I'm telling you, right? We have like a chief's name generator at, at left guard. Uh, it, 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 you know, it's just like, we got so excited about Osemele last year because it was like a good mauler. And you're like, Oh my, like everyone's losing their minds over four games of play. Yeah. And then finally the chiefs just decided, Hey man, we're tired of like flirting with below average talent. Let's just, like put a mammoth guard in there. We've just never seen like pro bowl play at, at the guard position since Andy Reed arrived. And it makes me curious what that's going to mean along the interior when, like when they've got that sort of uh, play going on. Yeah. I grew up, I grew up on the great chiefs line of like Willie Rofe, Will Shields, uh, Brian waters. I mean, like as a little kid, you just love seeing that play out and that, like the big tough line. So man, I'm just, I'm so here for Joe Tooney. I can't wait to see him line up. Uh, it's a do, brilliant do you think signing. that Eric Fisher's pissed. Like 
He's like, dude, you put me through the ringer with all these left guards, and then I leave. I get hurt. You, you don't bring me back. You cut me, dude. and then you bring in a pro bowler. Sick. It's a kid. Yeah. It's like, it's like Bruno Mars. We're bringing you in for a dance number with me. And like, it would be like Bruno Mars having to like dance with me for eight years. And then he gets hurt. And then suddenly they bring in, I don't know you, maybe you're a great dancer. I don't know. My analogy's falling apart. All I'm saying is you're totally right. Eric Fisher has been like forced to hold up the left side of the line next to something mediocre for forever. And, and Orlando Brown's getting all this fanfare and rightfully so he's, he's been to the pro bowl, but, but I think Tooney right there too. I mean, let alone with Creed Humphrey. I mean, the whole line is just very exciting. But but yeah, Tooney, I'm just I'm over the Mooney, and I love it. I just think it's great. That was absolutely brutal. I almost wanted to say nothing and just let that one over the simmer. Mooney is not good. If you made a T-shirt, okay, now you're <laughs> swaying me. You make a T-shirt with a moon, and it's like a cow jumping over the moon. But instead of a cow, it's it's Joe Tooney and. Tooney's over you, the Mooney. Like I would, I'm over the Mooney for Joe Tooney. You're wearing that shirt. Who's not wearing that shirt? I wouldn't buy it. Like I'm not going to spend 25 Ugh. bucks on it, but I'll, I'll rock it. I, I still like Looney Toonies. Like it's a, you know, like the, that's all doc. And with, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm aware. I'm aware of Bugs you're Bunny. You're aware. You're aware of Bugs Bunny. I just wanted to make sure. <laughs> I think that could be kind of cool. Like I, Either way, the fact that we're not making t-shirts of this still irritates me because my idea of Andy Reid eating a barbecue chip saying there's a chip on our shoulder and him <laughs> eating a barbecue chip, that one still I think we could have made a killing on. Oh, man. I, I, I need – we need something out of this Frank Clark incident too. Uzi Shark. Do, 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 Uzi shark, do, 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 do. Oh. I don't know. Yeah, Is we get bad? like a picture of Frank Clark on a shark's body. And there's like two, as long as everything comes out okay and he's, you know, nothing major. But he's like, the shark has like two Uzis and he's like sacking a guy or something. I don't know. I love it. I don't love know, it. man. We're trying to think it's off, off our cranium right now. We're done. No, one last not? thing. One Thornhill. Why is nobody talking about one Thornhill? I am irritated by this because... Juan Thornhill obviously had a phenomenal rookie season. The whole ACL, terrible. He took a long time to get back to where he was, but we saw the end of last year. We're like, oh my gosh, she's back. And even better, it looks like. His Mm -hmm. growth is going to be something to watch. I really think Juan Thornhill has a long, long, phenomenal career in Kansas City. And I think we need to start giving him more credit. We always talk about, Chris Jones and Tyron Matthew and hell, we talk about Frank Clark more than we talk about someone who I think is being productive in Juan Thornhill. So I, Juan, I see you. We need to pay attention to him. <laughs> I see you. Yeah, you know, I think you're right. I think that's one of the underrated subplots of this defense in terms of like it does take time to come back. I mean, the Chiefs put him on the field quickly and then kind of took him off. For a while, Gabe Sorensen was like stealing snaps from Juan Thorne. I'm like, oh great, this was <laughs> this is this is always ideal. And then all of a sudden, we, we see him start working it back in more, and we're, you're like, okay, 
Kansas City, who would have thought a team that won a Super Bowl and lost another one knows what they're doing, but apparently they do. <laughs> I I think you're totally right. I'm I'm excited for this safety tandem. I mean, if they can lock up Matthew for a few years, him and Thornhill together growing um and and commanding the back end of that defense is really, really exciting with Spags at the helm to yeah. me. And then just throw in for me, Javarius Ward, Legereus Sneed, and potentially DeAndre Baker. And you have a really young core outside of Tyron Matthew. He's, he'd be your veteran guy. But you have a young core of guys who can build and grow together, kind of like we saw in Seattle. We, we, we saw with Denver for a little bit, like this is what you want. You yeah. want to see these young guys grow, get comfortable with each other, where you know each other's tendencies. Just to me, this seems really promising. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for listening. This was the Arrowhead Addict Podcast. I am Sterling Holmes. That is Matt Connor. Until next time, be safe, have fun. We are out of here. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes. Ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.